Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new edition of Pod by the Bay. I'm your host, Nathan Vaughn, joined alongside me, Seth Varnador, Anthony Vito, Robert Stieg is off this evening uh, for the first time since 2018. Guys, we are coming off a victory on a Saturday, going into the next game with a winning record as your South Florida Bulls go up to Navy and beat Navy on the road for the very first time and did it pretty convincingly. Let's go. A lot of, uh, a lot of records got broken. Uh, a lot of, a lot of pre 2020, uh, things got broken between getting a away game victory, getting back-to-back conference victories, being 2 and 0 in conference for the first time. A lot of that happened before the Jeff Scott era. Riddle me that. Or as as some folks say, you know, that guy, that coach, the 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 other guy. Um if you're a Patreon subscriber, you know what I'm talking about. Um anyway, I mean, uh your South Florida Bulls beat Navy 44-30 after spotting Navy 14 points within the first six minutes of the game. Uh, Seth, we had seen this story before for like the last five years. Uh, something bad happens, and then another bad thing happens, and then it compounds. And historically over the last five years, this team wilts. We saw shades of it against Rice. Hey, you know, but you're at home, and you know the two play 14 points there. You go down 14, and this team responds, and they respond emphatically. Uh, What was your impression of them going on the road, already being down 14 and responding in the fashion that they did? Well, uh, you know, they're being respectful to the troops, giving them a 14-point lead. That's nice. Um, But, you know, it was just the the, – I don't ever feel like they're totally out of a game. just with the how many plays you get on this with this offense, so I didn't even I didn't mind the aggressiveness early, even though it kind of led you to uh, that short field. But you know, it, it always felt like there was chances to make plays against this Navy defense if you could protect it. And we knew going into the game, talking to Mike James, that this was not a Navy defense that had been getting a ton of pressure. So you thought there would be some opportunities for you in the passing game, and. And there definitely were, and you were able to hit some of those explosives. And you're, you're, what's crazy is you still missed a few where you had guys open. Jaden Alexis, he's going to get one of these shots one day. He's, yes. I think he's, he gets open deep every single game. It seems like he just misses. Uh, but he'll get one soon. And, and, you know, it just – I was – it's interesting. Just I wasn't really worried being down 14 and getting the ball. I thought, okay, they'll go down and score. and. It'll be a ball game, and the team seemed to be kind of of the same mind. That, all right, we'll get the ball. We're going to score. It's a game again. And then they just kind of rattled off a big run of points, and that was that. Yeah, you know, obviously the, the game thread is it's obviously emotional inside the Discord. Make sure you follow the Discord. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe our podcast on YouTube. Make sure you're a patron. We got exclusive stuff, all the obligatory plugs there. Um, but you know, obviously the game, the game thread is, you know, it's in the moment, it's the heat of the moment things are, and, uh, you know, we had a, you know, hundred plus people 
basically trauma dumping over the last five years after the Bulls go down 14 nothing. And, <laughs> it, you know, I think you and, and I think maybe Jamie were the only ones like, yeah, I don't, we're fine. It's fine. It's a lot. It's, uh, There's still you know, 54 minutes left in this game, folks. Now, how many people just went, here we go again. Yeah. Here it is. Oh, boy. They can't, they, they, this is going to happen all over again. And just, you can see just all the trauma from the past four or five years just kind of uh, equating in the Discord. But see, that's why we love Discord because they're doing it there and not in Twitter. Yeah. 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 It's not a public, it's not a public outburst. Um, yeah, I, to me, you know, especially early in game. Now it's changed a little bit, but like the biggest jump going from uh, coaching in high school to coaching in college is the games are so much longer. So early in games, you're just like, there's a ton of time left. Like there is a ton of time left in college football games. They are long, so you shouldn't have been to. Now it's a little bit of just the recent past haunting. Uh, USF fans and, and the specter of uh Bob Shoop hanging over the, the Discord, <laughs> but right. uh, it was I, I didn't ever feel uh like this was going to be oh, it's getting out of hand now. It would have been like three scores now, maybe you started a little tight, but two man, the way the way this team plays offense and how many plays they get, how many chances they get at it, all the shots they take, you feel like they're going to hit one and. They right. take enough shots that if they're one for ten on their shots, well, they're probably going to hit three or four of them. Then, here's kind of the here's kind of the big thing with that too. You're down fourteen nothing, and it's after you get a three and out, then you get a fumble on the kickoff return, so they don't have to go eighteen yards for a touchdown. You're suing first possession. You go four and out on your own thirty. You go for a fourth and one, don't make it, um, and then they only have thirty or so yards to go. So at least this wasn't your normal Navy going eighty yards in ten minutes down the line. That happened fairly quickly. So USF got their next possession scores a touchdown at that point. Then you start feeling a little better. If it was your normal Navy, we're going to go true. ahead and just milk the clock and we're going to, we're going to run right. all over you. Then it starts getting a little nervous, but with those two defensive scores and frankly, that first, that first possession, they get back and they score quickly. It's like, okay, defense wasn't out there that long. Let's see what happens now. Yeah. Um, the thing that I kind of love, we've seen it through five games. Alex Golish is, uh, he's not quite the Madden never punt. <laughs> guy but he is as damn close as you possibly could be without being that person uh love the fourth and one decision uh we can nitpick the the play call i i'm always a guy who loves options on fourth down plays give me give me a run pass option like byron's good he's not jalen hurts we're not doing the the tush push we're <clears throat> like it's not tom brady out there getting a yard don't love the QB sneak, but whatever. Uh, you know, it's on film now. They got now. They now you can build off of it if you wanted to, right? It's like with those things. I love. Uh, I think it was against Western. Nicole, I think they did against Rice as well. Fourth down, they run the speed option. They convert. Love that wrinkle. I think there's. I think there's more to add to that as well. Honestly, who cares? You won by two scores, and again, that you weren't favored. Bro, ballers, ballers, ball. I like. I don't know what to tell you. That, that like, the team has this swagger to them, and it it permeates on down from Alex Golish. And speaking as a ginger, uh, you have to have an outsized confidence <laughs> to just walk around in this world. Um, so it it definitely makes a lot of sense that he he does he he likes the way his his shit 
smells basically like he his shit don't stink to him and it it clearly is evident um and it, it goes throughout the program byron brown 26 of 34 i thought he was sharp stayed in the pocket probably more so by design 338 yards three touchdowns no interceptions hits the deep shot sean atkins uh kind of gets it rolling the guy continues to impress me every single day and he uh he now I think he he's equaled his age in career touchdowns through what seven starts, so um, that's that's pretty dang impressive. Yeah, and just to just to get back to the aggressiveness, USF does lead the country in fourth down attempts. So, um, and I think that, and we talked to when Shameless Plug our interview with uh, Day Day, uh, we talked about the aggressiveness and how, what does that make you feel as a player? Does that give you a little bit of freedom? And he said, yeah, it shows that the coaches have confidence in us. And I think you're seeing that with a guy like Byron Brown, where the year started off pretty tough for him through the air. Uh, and then you, you know, you have a, a kind of a, not a great game, but really good with your legs against Western fam was kind of it was pretty good but there still wasn't quite clicking then you have alabama come in and that could be a real downer right coming out of that game but the last two he's been everything he was in the two games last year that made usf fans kind of salivate and even more so if this is the quarterback play you get going throughout the rest of the year you're going to be in most of the games you play so i i think that's the exciting thing is kind of seeing him kind of bounce back from a tough start and also the receiver group kind of bounce back from what was a tough start for them too. You're seeing more and more guys. It seems like each week it's a different guy kind of making a big play. Um, And sometimes a couple guys. So it's, that's been good to see uh, from both those guys. I think that comes from the aggressiveness from the coaching staff and the confidence that gives the players to, Hey, we're going to keep swinging. So if if we're down fourteen nothing, well, we got a lot of shots left still, so right, no problems. It, it, you kind of mentioned, uh, you know, in the Ponderosa week that we've already recorded. That's you know in the can, um, but the offense hasn't really kind of clicked into gear. And the thing that I was kind of looking at the stats, they're under forty percent on third downs um, this year. I think. I think there is a way for that number to improve and improve quickly and dramatically with the way this offense can click. And it's just being more consistent. Um, you know, we'll, we'll hit, we'll always hit what one or two deep shots, maybe three, four. Like if you, if we just bomb a team out of, out of the stadium, it's going to be like four or five deep balls, but being able to consistently sustain drives like they did, you know, with the help of a penalty, uh, you know, that seven minute and 28 second Navy S drive to ice the game. You had to you had to get conversions. You had to keep moving the sticks. I think if we get a little bit more out of that, I, this honestly, the sky's the limit for this offense. And if we can get the running backs going a little bit more, you know, teams averaging under four yards of carry this season. So that's something to look forward to. That hey, we're we put up 40, 40 plus points in back to back games, and the offense still hasn't really kicked into high gear yet. Yeah, and earlier today, Tom Fornelli put out a stat, uh, fewest yards on, per play on first down. USF was seventh in the country in terms of fewest yards per play with only 4.2. Um, you know, Mike Elko, who's now the head coach at Duke, when he was at Texas A&M, they were really good on third downs defense, and they asked him how. He's like, because you got to be good on every down. Like, 
being really good on third down means you were probably pretty good on first and second down. Like you've got to have that plan to limit yardage. Right. You can't just wait till third down and be like, all right, now we're going to try to limit. You've got to do it the whole time. And so the inverse with you mentioned the running game struggling when that's not going and you're taking some shots down the field, which are not high percentage throws, you get yourself in a lot of second and tens. And then if like the same thing, if you're, not able to run the ball and kind of get yourself back into a second and manageable. Now you're in a lot of third and long. So I think and it's kind of been what we thought maybe going through the year is as they get further in the conference play, you're going to see these offensive numbers start to go up. And that's kind of proven true through two games, but I think you'll see the efficiency numbers even start to creep up as they get further and further along. Every week they're getting a little more confident about what the offense is too. So, um, you know, we'd say progression is not necessarily a straight line, but we actually might see that straight line as we go through conference play. Uh, there's only one team on the remaining schedule that's over 500, and that's Memphis. So, uh, you know, at any game, at any given Saturday, right? But at that point, you can start feeling they can they can they can beat you in multiple different ways. That's what's impressing me about Byron Brown. It's He's saying, okay, you're going to stack the box. I'm going to go ahead and air it out, and I can put up 300, 300 yards and not – I mean, he had ne- ended up having negative uh, rushing yards because of the sacks. But um, I, air raid, baby. That, that, <laughs> Seth said it way back when we were looking for a coach. It's like, wouldn't it be great to have a system so that way you can recruit to the system? And uh, I think Alex Golish has really figured out um, what to do. They're starting to really figure out what that offense needs to be. And um, I really like – I really like where this is going, and it took took a couple games to get there. But now, now that you see it, you got receivers that can fly, and everybody can 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 contribute. I mean, Sean Atkins was kind of the star this year. Uh, I'm sorry, this week, last week it was Naeem Simmons. But even you know, you got Michael Brown Stevens catching a touchdown he, again. Jaden Al- Jaden Alexis is probably gonna have a big week one of these weeks. It's just you start looking at the uh, the talent, and it's uh, it's evident once you start getting the conference play. And then uh, you know the forgotten man, Chaffee Brown, the seven catches, eight yards, just a. Ho hum game for him. It's uh, the thing that we kind of talk about post game with Coach Golish is it seems like they have their three, four, five guys in the wide receiver room that they are very comfortable with, which means Kelly Joyner can go back to his natural position and fans across Let's the go. country can uh, breathe easy at night because Seth and I are not going to pull our hairs out. Uh, trying to figure out why Kelly Joyner is not on the field more, uh, and he looked pretty good back in back in his old home. So that's far. right. He, he just need, he's, he needs to get back there. Uh, this may or may not be the actual reality of the situation, but in Bulls by the Numbers this week, I said the most important story to come out of the Navy game on offense was that Kelly Joyner was back at running back in terms of the snap counts. <laughs> I think it's I think he I think it's important in terms of adding an element. Um, to that room that they need. Uh, he's a little bit more shifty. I think the other guys are a little bit more straight ahead. Um, and I think that's something that will be uh, really useful in the offense. You saw him about bust a couple runs, uh, getting outside, kind of making some cuts, getting outside, getting the open field, and just about breaking them. Uh, I think as he gets his feet back there, he'll be right. uh, a real big asset. And then it also means, you know, you got Sean Atkins taking, just taking up pretty much all the snaps at slot, and then they're also using motion to get some of those other guys reps. Naeem Simmons gets a look in there off yep. motion and and things like that. So I think they're like you said, they're pretty comfortable with the group they have. They've got five that are pretty good. I think pretty tough, especially in conference play with um, 
Atkins, Simmons, Brown, Alexis, and uh, Michael Brown Stevens, who made an awesome catch in the end zone. Top, Strong hands. Yeah. So I, I used to pretty ball, good with that group. Yeah. Get your feet in bounds. It's, I mean, <laughs> we've gone the two. Right? I think goalish said before the season the group could be pretty good or they could be pretty average. And we've seen kind of both ends of the spectrum through the season. But <laughs> right. I think we're starting to get more towards the pretty good on a more consistent basis. Yeah. And, you know, the, the also the, the pass catching group that I was kind of worried about going into the season was the tight end group. Um, it seems that they, you know, they're, they're all listed as or this week in the depth chart. So um, Wesson Wolf, Gunnar Greenwald, Jason Littlejohn, uh, I believe Greenwald, Greenwald got the start last week. Um, so each one of them has at least one start on the season. Uh, they feel pretty comfortable about those three. And that, you know, that was for me, one of the bigger question marks, like, okay, if you're going one, two tight ends, do you have the, the guys to hold up? And we saw it against Rice. They go, they go 12 personnel and they hit the deep shots. They, they felt comfortable what they with the tight ends in the game to be able to do something like that, go max protect and get those shots down the field. So um, just, you know, brick by brick, adding something, adding another wrinkle to the offense. And uh, we are nowhere near the fully formed offense, especially uh, God bless him. You know, Sean Atkins hit 19 miles an hour, but uh, a speedy, a speedier slot receiver is going to make this offense jump in the future. So I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah. That's, that's the crazy part is you're scoring. You, you've been able to be so explosive. You're scoring, you know, 40 points in conference. You're averaging over 40 points a game in conference play. And your numbers are like your efficiency numbers aren't even that great. So once they start to get that figured out, it's going to be really, really difficult to stop. To be fair, and now I think as we transition a little bit, seven or nine of those points were from defense and special teams. How about that defense, fellas? You have a couple guys, like there's a couple guys that really jumped out to me last week, but here's one stat that is uh, night and day from last year. Uh, Navy was three for 14 on third down. Uh, this USF defense is making tackles in the open field, and that is something that, especially against a team like Navy, in the past regime, they would they, they would be, um, I don't want to say terrible, but they would be giving up big third down conversions. Your defense is staying on in the field. They get tired over time. But three for 14 for Navy was incredible to see. And I mean, outside of that really long pass at the end when, you know, they were pretty much selling out for the run, I thought the defense played exemplary. And I mean, it's just really great to see um, that Todd, Orla- or, um, yeah, uh, Todd Orlando really has changed this whole cadence on defense pretty much overnight. Yeah, what do you think? What were they? What do you think they were last year on third downs defensively? Oh, I think I know rate? this. Uh, I tried to look it up but failed. I think I mean like fifty three percent. It was fifty point three four percent on third down this that year. Is not good. This year thirty three point seven eight percent. Oh my gosh! I'll take it. That's that- quite a difference. Tap your battle right there. You can't keep giving up those conversions. It's just a gut punch every time. Um, I, I I was just shocked at the amount of open field tackles they would make. I'd see a guy get you know uh, on the edge, and then someone would come up and um, how about Andrew Mata Afa who came <coughs> in? I think was he did he get a start? But I mean ten t- ten total sa- tackles, three solo, uh, 0.5 sacks, 0.5 TFL. I mean 
that's the first time his he was flying all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew Matafa steps in for TJ Gordon, who uh, was he did not suit up. He was there uh, due to you know, family issue, family I guess emergency. Um, we'll call it. He steps in. Uh, he said ten tackles. He. You know, you saw him kind of directing the defense a few times on plays, kind of telling guys, okay, slide over, slide, you know, uh, getting guys aligned. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I think he had, a, he had a pretty good grade on PFF. You know, obviously, PFF grades take with a grain of salt. But for your first start, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, so good job by him. Um, I think Jalen Stokes in his press conference today, or I guess Tuesday, um, mentioned you know they were three for fourteen, which is great, but they were it's when they reviewed the film there were, there were two places that they could have made and made it one for fourteen. Like those, <laughs> like it could have been even worse. And we kind of figured that the game flow, like um, was it Parker puts out that did we did we really get yeah the, as bad the as net did? success rate. And yeah, Navy, Navy, Navy got beat. Navy got beat pretty, pretty bad. So um, that's that's all we can ask for, you know. I think for once you're kind of actually building on the momentum of everything, and um, I think as the the you know the great Lou Brown once said, you know, you, you win today, that's one. You win tomorrow, that's two. Uh, you win the next day, and that's what we call a winning streak. Has happened before, so why not Saturday? Uh, yeah, three in a row. I, I just made me think of the uh, the video we put out of the uh, USF locker room in 2019 with that with that speech play. <laughs> oh man, may have to resurface that one if I can find it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when they well when they were four and four, right? That, or, yeah. Just, yeah, it was it was somewhere in there. Yeah. Oh God, what a nightmare that was. Um, one thing to kind of be mindful of: uh, turnover luck, fumble luck, especially. Uh, the Bulls have recovered all four opponents' fumbles, um, and then they've lost six of their seven. Um, I think the the seventh one was Chaffee Brown against Rice. It just like rolled harmlessly out of bounds. Um, so. Be mindful of that. Uh, turnover luck is something that is not repeatable unless, like, you're USC for like the last like year and a half. That's been <laughs> yeah. that's been kind of a weird thing to um, kind of watch out for. Uh, but I mean, I, I can't. I, you know, I love to complain. I can't really complain. This has been fun. It's been, you know, yeah. You know, I work. For you know, customer facing business, and you know, I I wear USF polos almost every single day, and people are actually talking about like, oh, I saw you guys against Alabama. You look pretty good. Oh, did you guys win this week? Oh, you did. Great. How was that? I had a had a fifteen, probably like a ten minute conversation with a guy uh, on Monday, just kind of talking to talking about the, the Navy game. Um, not a he's a college football fan. Doesn't particularly follow USF just kind of talk you know he he wants he wants some money because the the line was so askew uh so <laughs> i think we're we're definitely i think the line's adjusted and we're not going to be sneaking up on anybody anytime soon if you got it UAB plus, uh minus 2 or you got USF plus 2 
Oh, when the line's opened, this is probably your last chance to actually take the points with this Bulls team until maybe Memphis. And if you did do that and you're not a patron, you could use your winnings to become a patron <laughs> and get some uh, exclusive content and uh, some fun stuff coming up in the hopper. Um, I, I don't know, fellas. I, I look at this and go, I, as, as this is going, you look at this schedule and I don't want to look too much ahead because, you know, any given Saturday, anything can happen. But who, buddy? I mean, all of a sudden we're USF adjusted with our uh, what we're looking at. And if they just keep getting better and keep getting um more consistent and don't get into t- the bad turnovers. And again, they lost a turnover battle last week. It didn't matter. Um, this could be a really fun remainder of the year considering who they have. Yeah, we talked about it on uh, the Pondress a little bit. Are we allowed to say the B word? The B, the B, the BG word. I mean, it's, you know, I hear mobiles nice. In December 23rd. I've always heard good things about Mobile, Alabama on December 23rd. You mean the, yeah. the birthplace of Mardi Gras? Yeah. Why not? Exactly. I've heard, I've heard good things. That, and you, you get deeper into this season, and we kind of knew the back half of the schedule was kind of meh. But it, it's looking a little bit more turbo butt than um, – anticipated yeah there's i mean there's a really there's a real chance especially if you look at we talked about uh, our friend kelly ford at k ford ratings on twitter k has this game is kind of a toss-up and then the next two that the fau is kind of a toss-up but still in uss favor and then a uh, heavy favorite against yukon you win all those. It happens before your bye week, even, which uh, it's pretty crazy. I think we said we the statue was going up if if you hit six. So they might have to start erecting that pretty soon. Yep. And uh, I mean, you also look at it, FAU Casey Thompson, unfortunately injured for the rest of the season. That was kind of your wild card there um, as a quarterback, Tom Herman. You know. Good offense, but who knows? They're not looking as good as they could be. And then UConn is just, oh my gosh. I don't know if you saw the ending of the Utah State game, but that talk about just like getting all of your work. They they cash in all their luck on the national championship in basketball, and now football is paying the price. But I mean, those are your next three. But don't get don't get me wrong, I'm not looking past the fight in Trent Dilfers. We just won our first away game in, you know, since 2019. When's the last time they won back to back away games? I'm assuming 20, 2018, probably. Maybe twenty. Anyway, that's it's, it's it's tough, but you know you start looking at that and going like, wow, you you missed ECU, you're missing Tulane, you're missing SMU. Yeah, and schedule stuff so nice. You get a UCSA that's kind of wounded, mm-hmm. uh, and you thought that was going to be a really really tough one. So interesting rest of the season makes yeah. it really exciting right. and tremendous content. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, yeah. Um with with that, we've got what one more show to do, depending on whenever this posts. Maybe you've already maybe it's already out. I'm not entirely sure. Uh schedule works. We have a bunch of stuff out this week. Um if you're a patron subscriber, uh you've already gotten the interview with Taquan Evans, USF slot corner. Um it's already in your feeds um within patron. 
Um, you'll have the Ponderosa later this week. Uh, for the free subscribers, you have the Pod by the Bay. You'll also have the Block Boy Roundtable. Um, Patreon subscribers also get the Bulls by the Numbers. Post-game shows, everything. Um, it's been a lot of fun this season. I think I, I feel a little bit um, rejuvenated, revigorated. Um, because, it, like, I know the whole thing was like we were like such a hate blog, but we are the biggest marks for this program, <laughs> for this school. Like, we are the 12-year-old kid in the stands when The Rock comes out. Like, we will pop for like it's just a hundred percent um and it's, it's just it's just nice to have this feeling again um so what so i say winning's a lot more <laughs> winning's a lot more fun it's a it lot really more fun is. to uh, cover trust me the film rooms when you can watch like uh, an offense moving the ball and defense playing well it's a lot more enjoyable to go back and uh and highlight things than have to be like, well, if this guy would have moved this way and that guy would have gone there, they could have gained three yards on this play. Like, it's, <laughs> the quarterback yeah. threw this in this spot instead yeah. of that spot. Yeah. It would have been intercepted. It would have been a five-yard gain. Yeah, it's it's a lot more fun uh, for us too. And um, I think we're doing a pretty good job providing content, as you said. It it comes out to about I think with free and Patreon. If you if you're following us with the free stuff we've been putting out and the Patreon, we're putting out during the season about one piece of content every day. So you get about seven different things a week, uh, pretty involved. Some of them pretty involved. Some of them, um, a little bit easier for us to do in terms of just like we can hit record for a post game show, but, uh, other stuff takes a while. Um, the discord is $5 and you also get access to bulls by the numbers, which is basically, uh, get you PFF, <laughs> uh, some PFF information. Uh, which is a, both of those uh, message board, and that is twenty bucks combined. You get it for five bucks through us, uh, and then the ten dollar tier is the most popular, and that's where we get you get all the extra podcasts, the film rooms, a lot of different content, extra stuff every week. So um, we've had good responses. Uh, we keep growing. Uh, if you're enjoying it, tell your friends or try it out for a month. The worst, you know, you can be out ten bucks for a month, and you'll you'll get your money's worth uh, in that month. And if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe, but we haven't had any of those yet. So, uh, so far so good. So yeah, pretty, pretty good. We, we just eclipsed a hundred, which is, I mean, incredible, but think about this, this is football season. Now it's starting. You can see it's going to be an exciting year. I think you're going to want to see all the, the fun stuff we have planned. Um, at least just think about it. Even if you just say just for, just till the end of the year, I mean, it would be great if you did pass that too. Yeah. But just think about all the fun football stuff that you uh, would be missing if you don't. Uh, I know I'm, I'm trying to lean in that FOMO thing, but thank you everybody for being patrons. Th- yeah. Thank you for doing everything that and supporting this um, since we started this. But hey, it's a lot more fun to do this when we're winning. So yeah. yeah. With that, signing off on another episode of Pod by the Bay, proudly presented by the Bay Area Examiner. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.